Welcome to the Ritzy Lash Podcast. If we have not met yet, hello, my name is Sierra. I am a licensed cosmetologist, lash artist of almost 10 years now, salon owner, lash trainer, and I recently just started my very own lash product line. My passion is helping other lash artists just like you to achieve all of your lash dreams and to share with you everything I've learned along my own lash journey. So let's get into it. Oh my gosh, lash friends, what is up, you guys? I it feels like it's been forever, um, but I'm being kind of dramatic. It's literally I like skipped one week of recording an episode, um, which I don't know. It just feels so weird. It feels like it was so much longer than that. But last week was just crazy. Like I it was my um, my seven year old's eight eighth birthday so he's eight now but um and we were just like busy with life and school and honestly like to be completely transparent I was on such a burnout like I don't even know like a weird I was just in this weird burnout phase and even though I so badly wanted to like record a a podcast episode I was not feeling like myself plus like I deal with chronic migraines and I was just having such a stressful week and I was just having migraine after migraine and it was rough like honestly it was and so I just I wasn't feeling a hundred percent like myself and I knew that when I record this podcast I want to be able to give it my all so I skipped a week but I am back and this episode is so good it is all about retention so um what you know could be causing your retention issues we've all dealt with them at some point like one being completely honest we've all dealt with them at some point so with that being said today i'm going to be sharing with you guys my top five tips or things to consider when it comes to retention issues um and these are things that over the past like i don't even know since i started lashing like i for me personally like these are just things that i've learned whether i've learned them from other people um whether I have even just a lot of trial and error because what it really comes down to is that you can talk to 500 different people and you can ask them, you know, what their favorite adhesive is or you can ask them, you know, what their top retention tip is or whatever and you're going to get so many different answers Um, because everybody has a different experience and everybody has a different, you know, things that they've struggled with and whatnot. Um, We've all dealt with retention issues at some point and I don't care who you are and I don't care how long you've been in the industry. You've dealt with retention issues at some point and it's okay though. Like, it you're human we're all human and it's totally okay to have retention issues as long as you have you know you're going to gain this knowledge you're going to gain this experience over time and that way you're going to be able to assess the issue figure out what's going on um troubleshoot kind of cross some things off the list figure out exactly like pinpoint what's happening and then fix it and it really like you will be able to do that you just have to have an open mind and you have to be um willing to go through that trial and error because sometimes that's really all it comes down to. So these five things I'm going to talk about are things that work for me. Um, and they are things that I feel like I just really, for me, I overcomplicated things for the longest time. Like I, I started doing lashes in 2014 and I probably overcomplicated things thinking it's the glue, it's the glue, the glue sucks. Like I need a new adhesive. What's the best adhesive constantly looking right for the best adhesive that doesn't exist um for 
I don't know, like probably until like 2020. Um, I think finally something clicked in 2020. I did talk to somebody. Actually, her name is Black Cat Lashes, I think, on Instagram. You should definitely follow her. Um, she, uh, I think talking to her was when things finally clicked for me. And it was like, Sierra, you just have to take it back to the basics. And that's something that she even told me as well. And, and I just, once I did that, everything changed. And honestly, for the better. So, you know, it's easier said than done, but stop overcomplicating and just take it back to the basics, you guys. So these five things are taking it back to the basics. And um, once you really just like crack down and implement these things, I really truly think that they will help you with retention if you're struggling. Um, and also just things that you can go back to if you ever do in the future. If you haven't dealt with retention issues yet, you might in the future. And um, these are just good things to kind of consider and also just to have in the back of your mind. Okay, so tip number one that I have on here is all about prepping the natural lash because I feel like if you're not correctly prepping the natural lash, you're really just setting yourself up for failure from the very beginning because that is like the first thing you should be doing after you've had a consultation and they've laid down on your lash bed or in your lash chair or whatever and you put the gel pads on or the foam tape or whatever you're using like that is when you must be making sure you're prepping the natural lash and getting it ready for an extension to be placed on it um, and to get the best attachment as well so you know, for example, if you have a client come in and they have been at work all day and they have a little bit of leftover makeup, like maybe they washed it off like of their eyes or maybe they didn't and they lay down in your lash chair and they've got like eyeliner and, you know, dust from their eyeshadow and all that fun stuff on their lashes, I promise you your retention is not going to be fantastic. Like it could be okay, but it's not going to be the best it could be because you're trying to stick an extension to a dirty lash. And what it's, what it's happening is that that extension is going to stick to whatever is coating that natural lash. It's not going to actually stick to the natural lash itself. Now you can try wrapping, but again, I mean, this is like even taking away retention, taking retention out of this, that's just not sanitary either, right? Like that's kind of gross. And we really like should be responsible as lash artists in making sure that their lashes are squeaky clean and that we're reminding them that they need to be. So number one, for sure, prep and making sure that your client is coming in with the cleanest lashes possible. Um, for me, what this looks like, um, my prep is that I actually have my clients come in with clean lashes already. They already know and they're really good about this because I've like, I hate to use the word trained that, like train, but it's kind of true. Like you have to teach them. Um, and so my clients know, like they come in with super clean lashes. Uh, and then if they, if they don't though, like say they've been at work all day, this, I have a few clients, um, that, we do this. So they've been at work all day. They're one of my evening clients. They have maybe more oily eyelids or maybe more oily skin and lashes and whatever. Or even if they don't and they've been wearing makeup, they have eyeshadow on or whatever. They just know as soon as they walk in, they say, they wave at me, say hi. They walk straight to the bathroom in my lash salon. They wash their lashes with the lash shampoo in there. I provide like a tester sample kind of in there for them so that they can use it um, when it's needed. And then they come and sit in my chair. So they already know that. Um, and then the other clients, they, you know, that I don't have them do that. They just know they come in with clean lashes and, um, 
and they're fine. Like all is well. But if they needed a lash bath, I would just tell them, you know, head on into the bathroom. I see some residue and I just want to make sure we're getting the best attachment possible. So I'm going to have you go ahead and do a quick lash bath and then you can come back and sit in the chair. Um, no client has ever had an issue with this. I have had a client actually before, like I've had clients in the past, um, who I know have said like, oh, I cleaned them at home though, you know, like, and it's like, well, yeah, but if I see residue, like I just know we're not going to get the best attachment. And you just have to explain that. I feel like no one's going to be upset with you for trying to get them the best retention possible. Um, and so, and I've never had clients be super upset about it. So anyways, and I know there are some people, this is going to look different for everybody. Um, but I know some people will have their clients lay down and they just give them a lash bath while they're laying down. For me, that freaks me out. I don't know why. I'm not saying it's a bad idea at all. I think it's a fantastic idea. If you feel comfortable doing that, great. For me personally, I don't feel comfortable putting lash shampoo and washing someone else's lashes. I just, it, it worries me that I'm going to get it in their eyeball or something. Um, and so personally, I just choose not to do that. I would rather them go to the bathroom and do it themselves. Um, and so, yeah, I just make sure they're super clean. And then I do prime pretty much all of my clients unless they are more sensitive than I don't. Um, if their eyes are a little bit more sensitive to um, things like that, I just don't prime them. But for the most part, I prime everybody. One of my very favorite primers is actually from Lashbox. I think it's called their Lash Balancing Lash Toner and Primer or something like that. It's a newer one. Um, I think it came out like last year. They sent it to me in like a PR box back then and I used it and I just absolutely loved it because it was not really drying. It didn't leave a weird residue. Um, because yeah, when it comes to primer, there's kind of a lot of controversy around primer. Um, some people use saline solution. Some people use, I don't even know, you know, like I just, there's so many different primers out there now. And so, um, the, the main thing is you just want to make sure that whatever you're using, it's not overly drying to the natural lash. It's not like straight up rubbing alcohol or like whatever, because, um, if you think about it, our adhesive, it needs moisture to cure, right? So if we're completely stripping the natural lash, which also probably not healthy to do that, right? To, I feel like we kind of, if you're drying it out, you're just making it more brittle and I don't know. I just feel like that doesn't seem right. <laughs> like we shouldn't be doing that. Um, and so you just really want to balance again. That's why I really like the lash box one. Cause it's a balancing primer. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's not overly drying, but anyways, so you just want to make sure it's not overly drying, especially because yeah, our adhesive really does need that moisture to cure and to get the best bond. Um, but obviously you don't want the lashes to be like super, super oily either. So Anyways, with all of that being said, just make sure that you're doing the best prep possible and that starts with a squeaky clean natural lash. Just hands down. Make sure if anything that's what you're doing. Also, I will add a little side note. Um Trina with Maven Artistry, she just came out with a new primer. Um it's I can't remember exactly what it's called. I'm the worst with names of products and remembering what they're called. I think it's called the Prime and Set Drops or something like that. It's like the prettiest packaging. It's in like a dropper bottle, like a pretty big size too. It's a, it's a really good size and it has like a purple label and it is just so pretty. She has the best packaging. Um, but she goes a little more into depth of like what you can use it for and like why it's a good, um, like a, a good primer for people. And, um, and it's not overly drying and, uh, she uses really awesome, really good ingredients. And so anyways, I would highly recommend looking into that one as well. 
But overall, I would say just do what works best for you. Um, if you want to prime, prime. If you have a primer you love and you feel like it makes a big difference, that's amazing. If you don't want to prime, don't prime. <laughs> you don't have to. I don't think that it's a necessity for most clients. I really don't. Um, I Again, I just found a primer I like and I just I enjoy taking the extra step, I guess. But that's really all I do. I make sure they're squeaky clean lashes and that's what I would say at the very bare minimum. That's what you should be doing. Um, and then also I do a primer on most of my clients and that's how I like to prep. So keep it simple. Um, you don't have to use like a bazillion different products before you start, but uh, yeah, just bare minimum, make sure they're super squeaky clean lashes that you're starting with. Um, yeah, so with that, number two, um, let's talk about attachment. So attachment is huge because I feel like you could um, be doing everything right, but if your attachment is not how it should be, even if you're starting on a clean lash, okay? Like this is super important because you could be starting on the cleanest lash ever, but if your attachment isn't um, great, then you're going to have a bazillion pop-offs. That's just what's going to happen. And this has happened to me on many occasions. And I really had to just focus and really like hone in on this. And it really helped me a lot. So um, especially with D-curl. So I actually made a little video about this on my Instagram. You can go back and find it. I think it was for a Lash Tip Tuesday. Uh, but I basically took a little mannequin eyelid and I showed how like a close-up of how when you place a lash, it is so, so easy, especially with D-curl or a curlier lash. It is so incredibly easy to, um, when you place that lash, you're actually leaving just like the teeniest little gap that is hard to see if you're not paying attention, where the base of the extension is not totally flush with the natural lash. And if there's even the tiniest little gap, there is enough room for there to... Um, um, you know, like oils and dirt and literally anything to get kind of trapped under there and to cause the lash to pop off quicker. And also just even when they're brushing or anything like that, that little base could get caught and just pop right off. So that's something to definitely be making sure. Um, I actually, in my flawless fanning online mini course, I have uh, a little module all about um, wrapping your fans. So like when you're placing your mega volume or volume fans, I go over and show super close up of exactly how I like to, two completely different ways that I like to um, wrap my fans. And I've noticed a big difference with that as well, because especially when you have a fan and you're able to just really kind of push it into the natural lash or kind of just wiggle it on there um, and kind of wrap it around that natural lash, it really does help. And you really do get a better bond that way. So just making sure that you are really getting the best attachment possible, that also is going to make a huge, huge difference. And just, yeah, just pay attention, pay attention to those little things because the little things are what make the biggest difference sometimes. Okay. So tip number three is all about using the correct adhesive for your speed and your environment. So I feel like this is a good one because, um, when it comes to adhesive, I truly like, I have to kind of put this out there. I do truly believe once you learn and know how adhesive works, um, you could make any adhesive work for you because you would know how to like manipulate your environment and things like that to make it work for you. You could. However, why, why make our jobs harder than they already kind of are? Like, why would we do that? So in my opinion, I'm looking for the best adhesive for my specific speed, which I personally prefer like a one second. 
one second, maybe one and a half. It just depends. I personally, I like to go a little slower. I'm not looking for the half second adhesive. That sounds like my worst nightmare because I don't like to be rushed. So, and I feel rushed with that. So, and again, I also like to take my time and, and get the best attachment possible. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to work with a slower drying adhesive. Um, but also, like yesterday in Utah, in my last studio, I want to say my uh, little hygrometer, hydrometer, I don't know what the heck it's called. It read like 19% or something like crazy low. And, and I did notice like my adhesive seemed to dry just a tiny bit slower, but honestly, it wasn't like a huge deal. I wasn't getting like any major stickies or anything. And I always check at the end of the appointment. So I just made sure if there were any, I separated them and whatnot, right? Like it really was not a big deal. If it would have been a little bit worse, I would have used um, like Glue Aid from Lashbox. That's a great product to have on hand um, for when your adhesive is not drying as quickly as you need it to. Um, so yeah, I mean, having things like that on hand are awesome. However, like for me, I don't want to have a humidifier in my room at all times. Like maybe that sounds lazy of me. Um, but I just, I don't know, like why, why get an adhesive that needs to be like have 70% humidity to work the best when I live in Utah and we don't even reach anywhere near 70, even on our most humid days. Like, why would I do that to myself? I'm not about to do that. So, you know, just like playing around with different adhesives, finding what works best for you and really seeking out, uh, what works best for your environment. And again, your speed, don't try to be faster than you are. I remember thinking that I had to have a half second I had because that was just like, I wanted to be the fastest lash artist that bit me in the freaking butt because I was using an adhesive on people and I was not fast enough. So I had so many pop-offs. Um, and that sucked. So don't do that to yourself. Just find a good adhesive, no matter the dry time, just figure out what works best for you. That's a little bit of trial and error. If you need to try out different adhesives, you know, ask your best clients, like ask the ones that have the best retention all the time or ask your clients and just like give them a heads up. Like, Hey, I'm going to try out this new adhesive on you. Is that okay? Um, I, you know, I feel like it's going to be a really good fit. I'm excited about it, whatever. Um, don't make them think that they're going to have terrible retention or anything like that, or that you're concerned about that because then I feel like sometimes it can kind of, you know, get in people's heads if they think, oh, my retention's going to be worse. Like, don't, don't give them any ideas on that. Just be like, hey, I have this new awesome adhesive. I want to try it on you. Is that cool? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, or your family members, like my mom and my sister are my guinea pigs. I do their lashes. And so if I have a new adhesive or a new product I want to try, I try it on them first and then I try it on my clients. So just play around, figure out what works best for you, um, and find your perfect adhesive. Don't ask everybody else, um, what their favorite is, especially if they are not in a similar environment to you. Tip number four also is to do with adhesive, but this is a little bit different than tip number three. This is more about, um, adhesive usage, making sure that you're using the correct amount that you need for your environment basically. And so I'll explain, but first I do go in a little more into depth in my online mini course, Flawless Fanning. This is something that I also talk about because I feel like it's important and I show like a close-up of how much adhesive you should be picking up. Don't be afraid to pick up a little bit more um, because I feel like we've all been so scared into um, thinking that you know, pick up less, pick up less. You don't want that much. You don't need that much. Like, especially when it comes to volume and mega volume, I think that you're told, 
Um, I know for me, for sure, I was told like you use the least amount of adhesive, um, which may be true, but I think it kind of has played with people's heads a little bit and made them think that they need to just like, they just barely even tap the glue dot or whatever they're using. And they're like, okay, that's enough. When really they may not be getting uh, enough adhesive and what can happen you know you pick up a little bit of adhesive and by the time you go from that adhesive dot to the natural lash your adhesive is probably already like 80 90 percent cured at that point because you used the just the teeniest little amount or whatever and you're not able to get that strong bond with the natural lash because you really didn't pick up enough and so it might stick for a minute but by the time that client leaves in the next two three days and she's brushing through her lashes that bond is so weak it's a little it's not going to last and so for me that was a really big issue and especially because here in Utah we do have such cold winters and our humidity levels drop so you know drastically and so I think yesterday in my salon um you know it's the middle of January right now and it's freezing cold it's been snowing so so much and my humidity yesterday was like 19% and I think that was like the high at my salon and um, so my adhesive of course was going to be drying or curing a little bit slower especially slower than in the summertime whereas in the summertime it's really really hot here and the humidity reaches I want to say like 40 50 range like percent range and um and so I my how much adhesive I'm picking up in the winter and the summer is different because in the in the um in the winter I don't have to pick up as much because it's curing slower so I can use like things like glue aid or I can use like a humidifier to help me kind of speed up the curing process but still I typically am just going to pick up a little bit less whereas in the summertime my adhesive is curing much quicker and I'm needing to pick up a little bit more most of the time so even just little changes like that and paying extra close attention to, you know, what's going on outside, what's going on even in your room, really, like you need to know your environment, like you need to be on top of that because that's really going to determine. And the more experience you get and the more you pay attention, the more you're going to also notice um, these little changes in your adhesive. You'll notice when you get like, you know, you're getting some more stickies or your fan starts to close up on you or things like that and your adhesive is just not really behaving um, how it does normally or how it should and you're going to know okay well this is probably what's going on I need to adjust this or whatever so just pay attention to those little details and like try these things if it's super high humidity like that you're not used to try picking up a little bit more adhesive or if it's you know the humidity has dropped crazy amounts and you are having a hard time getting your adhesive to cure quick enough, maybe try picking up a little bit less. So just things like that, just making sure, you know, the trial and error, I feel like I've said it a bazillion times in this episode, but it really just comes down to um, that trial and error and trying new things and seeing kind of what sticks and what works. And last but not least is tip number five, which honestly is more of like a bonus tip probably because do I think it's necessary? No, I think it's just, it's really just more of a bonus, like I said. And so, um, which is just applying a bonder or a sealant or a nanomister or whatever you want to do at the end of every appointment. Um, I think to be honest, do I think that it makes like a huge difference? Like if I forget to add a bonder at the end of my client's appointment, is it going to like all her lashes are going to fall off the next day? No, absolutely not. But it could help. I don't know what all the claims and things like that are like, you know, with all these bonders and sealants and things are, I really don't. I feel like a lot of them say like, 
they could help retention up to like 30%, I want to say is like the one thing I've heard the most. And um, I mean, that's definitely possible. I don't know all the science and things like that behind it. But um, regardless, I mean, it's kind of like a nice little extra step you can add just to help ensure that they have the best retention possible. And also, I think it really up levels the client experience, which is also really nice. Like my clients love it. I love it when my lash girl does it. Um, And I also think that it helps eliminate like the fumes too, that might be kind of hanging around. And that's also really nice. So um, it's just a little extra thing you can do. But I don't think it's like, a super necessary thing. In fact, I think that if you're prepping the natural lash correctly in the very beginning, that's going to do a lot more for you than if you were to apply a bond at the end of an appointment, especially if the lash is not prepped properly and you're like putting extensions on like gross, you know, dirty natural lashes, like no amount of sealant or bond is going to save you. So just, you know, if you want to add that as an extra step at the end, then I say go for it. Um, but yeah, I those are all of my tips for you today. And I seriously, truly, truly hope that you got some sort of value from this. And that it, if anything, I hope that it helps those of you who are just like me and I overcomplicate things, not on purpose. I just overthink things and that it's just not how it needs to be. And I hope that this helps you to know that too, because it really, sometimes you just have to take it back. If you're having retention issues and you're kind of struggling right now, um, just know it's okay. And if you are willing to really just try to kind of narrow it down and figure it out, like you can, and it, you will be able to figure it out. Most of the time it is just something so tiny and so simple. And sometimes again, I think I said this at the beginning of the episode, I don't even remember anymore, <laughs> but um, sometimes it could be something the client's doing. And so just doing the troubleshooting and trying to narrow things down, that's really what you need to do and you'll figure it out. And I promise you it will be okay. And just know too, like let's be friends on Instagram if we're not already. My Instagram is at sierrazog.ritzylash. I would love, love, love to connect with you there. And if you ever need like a second opinion or want a second opinion on like maybe what's going on and you're having retention issues, do not be afraid to reach out to me. I am more than happy to help out all of my lash friends. I um, have helped out a few before where they've messaged me and just said, hey, like this happened. What do you think? Or even just like tough client situations and I am more than happy to try to help you out the best that I can in any situation especially retention issues because we all know they are the worst (laughs) and so again it, it could be something just so simple as like making sure they're cleaning their lashes as soon as they get to the salon or making sure your attachment is perfectly flush or it's just like the little things you guys and they make the biggest difference so Anyways, I feel like I've repeated myself enough today because that's what I'm good at, (laughs) but um, I hope you got some value from this and I hope that it helps you also not feel alone because sometimes it can feel so lonely when you're having issues like that, especially in the lash world and the beauty industry. Um, I would so love if you enjoyed this episode. I would love so, so much if you were to screenshot this episode, share it to your Instagram story, tag me. I love when you guys tag me. It makes me so happy and I love connecting with you and, um, rate, subscribe, um, leave a review on the podcast. That would be incredible. Um, but overall, I seriously just adore you guys. And I hope that, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you in the next one.